Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, as my son mentioned, uh, um, we just finished up our, our series. Amen. It was a, uh, a long series, but it was uh, uh, things that were vital. Amen. Amen. On going deeper. Amen. Where we learned, amen, that the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals, the one that empowers, the one that releases, and the one that brings transformation. Amen. And so I want to start a new series that kind of piggybacks off the Going Deeper series, and it's entitled The Anointing. The Anointing, amen. We have to understand that the one, uh, one of the works of the anointing of the Holy Spirit is to help us with understanding. Amen? The anointing helps us to learn from our mistakes, and it gives us clarity and gives us direction. Amen? Listen, the Holy Spirit is our friend, our comforter, our guide, and really, he's our everything. Somebody say, he's my everything. Come on. Somebody say, he's my everything. Amen. He is your everything. He has to be your everything, church. The more that you get to know that, the more that you start to understand that, that the Holy Spirit is the one uh, that, 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 that everything in our lives, everything that we comes from him, amen, he is the one that's here to help us, guide us, bring us understanding and raising our kids or, or helping us in our marriages or helping us in our finances, whatever it is, he is the one that the Lord sent on our behalf, right? When the Lord descended back to heaven, amen, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you trying to figure out how to do life. I am going to send the comforter. I am going to send the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you all things. Somebody say all things. He will teach you all things. And Jesus says, if I don't go, he can't come. And I mean, know that Jesus can only be in one place at one time, but the Holy Spirit is everywhere at one time. He's right here at this service. He's at the service next door to us. He's in the, he's, a, he's, he's all the way in Estonia. He's in Spain. He's everywhere at the same time. And so it benefited us for Jesus to go back. He accomplished what he needed to do. He died on the cross for our sins. And now he sends us a friend, a comforter a guide, a teacher to help us in life. Can somebody say amen? The Holy Spirit, listen, church, helps us to get rooted. Somebody say rooted. rooted. Come on. It's about getting rooted, amen. He helps us. You know, if we want to be strong, if we want to last in 2022, if we want to have a successful year in uh, uh, during the course of this year, if we want some victory in our lives and we don't want to be blown away from the trials and storms that will come our way in 2022, we must say, I must be rooted. Somebody say rooted. It's rooted. The more that we start to understand what that banner means on the wall, church, the more you'll sustain yourself in the Lord. Rooted is a big thing for us. And so we talked about a series of going deeper, that we need to deepen ourselves, and the one that deepens us is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so now we're going to understand the anointing part of the Holy Spirit, how, how important that is to us. Amen. As my wife said earlier, it's about understanding. Let me tell you, the understanding comes through the Holy Spirit. Amen. But we must say, I must. We must ask the Holy Spirit. Listen, we must ask him to anoint me. Somebody say that. Say, anoint me. You, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It, it does not come automatically, church. We have to ask for these things. There are gifts that God has for each and 
in every one of us. And as you ask for those gifts, as you start to ask for the anointing, especially the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then it starts to fall upon me. Remember that old song that we used to sing, anointing, fall on me, anointing, right? Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me, anointing, fall on me. We need to pray that that song upon our lives each and every day, and it comes in. See, you can be assured that if you believe in Jesus, any believers in this place, come on, if you believe in Jesus, know, listen, that he has all the power in heaven and on earth, amen, and he is anointing you, and he is giving you power. Somebody say power. power. Come on, you have power. You have authority, church. You, you, you don't know what you have inside. We say, man, it's hard. No, you have the power inside of you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon you. God has given us this, amen. To be anointed is to be covered in consecrated oil, meaning that we are to devote ourselves, listen, for a purpose. This is a spiritual thing, church. It's not a, it's not a flesh thing. It's not a, it's not, it's not a natural thing. It's, it's a spiritual thing is what I'm talking about on the anointing. And one way we do this is by fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is another platform for us sustaining, listen, the anointing. If you want the anointing to remain, you must fast and you must pray, church. It's important to understand that when we pray to be empowered, do you pray that? Do you pray that? I'm serious. Do you pray that? Empower me. Supersize me. You know, help me to be stronger. Help me to be better. When you start to pray those kind of things over your lives, come on, when we're praying to be empowered, we need to fast. Listen, you got to fast in order to walk in that power. We can pray all we want, and that's all good. But when you add prayer and fasting, church, then something else happens. There's another element that comes in, and so it helps us to walk in power. Because so many people walk defeated. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world, amen. I'm talking about us, amen. We fall. We fall short of God's glory. And I know that we all fall. We all make mistakes, guys. But there are things that we shouldn't be walking or doing anymore. Come on, somebody. Because, because when we fall into that, it's because we don't have the power within us. Fasting and prayer enhances our access to the word of God. When you're fasting and praying, God's word jumps out at you. It, it, it illuminates. It's like, it just goes, boo, like bright. Hallelujah. I mean, it just, wow, I never seen it like that. I, I never understood it like that, right? You ever, that ever happened to you? Come on, you're just reading it like, man, I read this so many times and it, it's just jumping out at me. It's just like, wow, I, I got it. That, that's the Holy Spirit. He's giving you revelation. He's, he's releasing something. He's transforming you. He's empowering you and he's anointing you, church. So when we do that, amen, in turn, it sustains the anointing. There's an anointing upon it. It sustains that in our lives. See, I, I got poured. I got, I don't know if you've ever been anointed. I've been anointed a few times where they pour oil, physical oil over me, and they have anointed me. But, but the thing on that, let me tell you, church, when you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, see, that's one area that's a physical one but what i'm talking about is spiritual then something starts to transform inside your spirit church and it sustains you when you start to fast and pray in first john chapter 2 27 says this in the niv and it's on the screen right there and i'll read it from here it says as for you say me the anointing you receive say i received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as, as that anointing is real, somebody say it's real. It's for real, for real. Come on. It's not counterfeit. Just as he has taught you, remain in him. You got to remain in him in order to sustain the anointing. Are you following me, church? Amen. There are times, listen, church, in our lives that we need to recall, 
Recall, I want you to follow me right now, amen? One of the definitions of recall is this, remembrance of what has been learned or experienced. Come on, what has been learned or experienced. God at times wants us, say wants me, to recall, to look back and to be reminded, listen church, of all that he has done. To see what you have learned from your past. I want you right now, I want you, if you can, take a look back a bit this morning. And I want you to recall some things that have hit your life. Maybe hit your life this morning. Maybe hit your life sometime this year. Maybe last year. As you start to think about that, can you recall, is there anything that you can recall that you wish you could do differently? Right? Come on. If you had a chance, listen, if you had a chance, what would you do, or if you would go back, would you handle it differently? Or maybe a little better? Or maybe say it a little better? Come on. Isn't it weird, listen, that you can look back and things seem so much clearer now, but back then, things seem so confusing. Anybody agreeing with me? Back then, it's like, man, all hell was breaking loose, man. You were about to quit, and you're like, ah! And now that you got, you passed that, and now you look back from that, and you're like, man, I wish I could have handled it better. I, I could have did it a little better, right? We, we got a better understanding, right? You, you've learned a little bit, amen. You moved on, amen. As we are driving, listen, through this thing called life, a quick glance in the rear view mirror every now and then will help you wisely navigate in the present. Come on. But as you are driving. All right. As you are driving, if you spend too much time in the rear view mirror, if you spend too much time at where you've been or what has happened to you or the things that have went wrong and all the troubles and all the things that, that happened in your life, if you keep on looking back constantly to your past, amen, looking back at all the pain and all the wrong, amen, of the past, if you're constantly living and focusing what's back there, Come on, if you keep on looking on what's back there, church, if you keep on focusing on that person, oh, oh man, I remember her. Oh, yeah, I remember. Or them, hallelujah. Come on, if you keep on focusing and you're trying to drive through life and you just keep focusing, living where you're at, what's going to happen, folks? You're going to crash. See, it's a problem with many of us, amen. We're so focused on our past. We're so focused. I wish I, I could have done this. I'm there. I'm hurt. I'm all this and this and that and that and that. And you can't move forward, church. Come on. You're going to end up crashing once again in your life, amen. I don't want to break this because my wife will kill me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because I may need it still, amen, but I'll put it right here. Are you understanding? Come on, we're driving through life, amen, and, and some of us, amen, we're so focused on the past, we're so focused on, on what happened in the past, we're so focused on all the hurts, and we're living there, and we can't move on, amen, we're just there, that we can't go forward. Come on. Do you make, have you made any mistakes that you regret? Well, welcome to the human race, church. Come on. Because we've all made them, amen. And if you haven't made any mistakes, then you're lying, and that's a whole different problem, amen. But if we are to grow, say, if I am to grow, there are times, listen, church, that we're going to have to take some risks. And when we take risks, church, mistakes at times happen. In taking risks, church, I have made a lot of mistakes, but mistakes are necessary part of learning and growing, church. The anointing of the Holy Spirit helps us to bring understanding on those things in our rearview mirror. Listen, 
Please understand this, church. Your mistakes do not define who you are. Nor do they hold you hostage for your future. Come on, somebody. I would not have learned what I've learned without taking risks and making a few mistakes. Come on. I have looked back in that rear mirror at times. Amen. But it's helped me in my present and it's helping me in my future. Come on. We have to glance back. Amen. And learn what we learn in order to go forward, church. I firmly believe that no matter where you are in life right now, listen, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Come on. The best is yet to come. Come on. You don't have to live back there anymore. You don't even have to worry about the present right now because so much is in front of us, church. Amen. The best years are ahead of you. Your biggest joys are ahead of you. God's greatest surprises are right in front of you. God is standing in the front, amen. As you're busy looking in the rearview mirror, God is calling you in the front, amen. He says, stop looking there, daughter. Stop looking there. Stop looking at them. Oh, them again. Hallelujah. Stop looking. And he's saying, come on, you can make it. Come on, I got so much for you, amen. Stop living in the rearview mirror, amen, because there's so much that's ahead of you that's behind you. Tell yourself, there's so much in front of me, then behind me. And I'm not saying all that's behind is bad, church. But the things that we look at the most are the bad. We don't reflect on the good because we forget about the good. Come on, somebody. When we're going through some season, we forget what God has done. And sometimes we got to look in the rearview mirrors and say, oh, yeah, I remember when he saved me. I remember when he delivered me. Those are the good things to reflect. But you also have to reflect on the things that are bad and learn from them. Don't live there. Go forward. Or you're going to crash. Come on, have you crashed in life? Come on, have we made some mistakes? Amen. We just saw got so focused on, yeah, you know, you're... <laughs> And it, and, 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 and it got worse than what the real incident was all about. Right? Come on. Tell, tell, your, tell your neighbor, put the seatbelt on. Don't get, try to get out of this. Come on. Right now you guys are like, forget this. I'm out of here. Amen. Buckle up. Listen, church. Mistakes can be a launching pad for your miracles. Listen, God is more interested in your future than your past. Why? Because you're going to spend a lot more time the rest of your life in the future with him. Come on. We got to focus on the future. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> I don't know about you. That brings a smile upon my face. That he's coming back. His promises are true, church. So what does that mean for you and I today? It means that we can embrace your today. You can release your mistakes of yesterday and prepare for your tomorrows. But what's God's part and what is your part in fulfilling his plan in your life? How does the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit factor in all this? How does it help you to become all that God wants you to be? You see, the infilling ministry of the Holy Spirit is when the Spirit of God is allowed, listen, to move freely in your lives. This is where you give them total access. That's why you say, anoint me, right? You pray, anoint me, help me, bring understanding. That's what you're praying. When you do this, then you're saying, I'm allowing you to come in and I'm allowing you to, to change me. Somebody say me. me. Because how many know it's me that gets in the way? It is you that gets in the way of God, what God wants to do, do, do in you and through you. We get in the way. And so when we say, I'm going to get out of the way, I'm going to allow you to come into my life. Holy Spirit, I want you to anoint me, teach me. I'm done doing it my way because my way is not working. Hallelujah. I'm going to allow you to do it your way. So you got total access. 
to every secret department, listen, of my life. Because he can't fix you if you're holding things or hiding things. Though he already knows they're there, you have to let them in there. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He does not push in. He does not open. He does not kick doors open. All he does, he'll defend you like that, but he won't come to you like that. But if you say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let you in on a little secret in my heart. I'm going to trust you that you're going to help me or you're going to heal me. When you do that, then he comes in and he does what he does. Can somebody say amen? In the process, when we do that, listen. Oh, she's up now. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on. In the process, when we do that, when you allow him in, listen, church, we are empowered. Come on, we're empowered. We empowered to become the man and the woman that God desires us to be, amen, and helps us to root ourselves. Somebody say, root it. Root ourselves deeper in him. Come on. As we root ourselves deep, when you allow him to come in, you give him total access to your life. He empowers you, and he helps you to get rooted in him, deeper in him. The anointing of the, of the, of the anointing ministry of the Holy Spirit is designed, listen, to give us specific abilities and insights to accomplish an assignment which God has called us to. That's why the Holy Spirit is so vital in our daily lives. When people become frustrated with life, you ever been there? Come on, anybody ever been frustrated in life? How about frustrated with yourself? Hallelujah, come on. If you become frustrated or start complaining, this isn't working out, amen. This is not going to work out. They simply don't understand the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, church, if you're not willing to take risks, if you're not willing to work it out, Come on, if you're not willing to do the truth, you will not survive. Let me tell you, the mistakes of my past, I had to take risks to go into my future. My wife took a big risk with this knucklehead of forgiving me. That was a risk. It's a risk. Is he, is he going to do it again? Am I going to go feeling like this again? It's a risk. But she was willing to take the risk. you got to take some risks if you're going to move forward, church. There has to be risks taken, amen, in order to move forward. There has to be risks taken. And you know what? We're going to work this out. We're going to make it, amen. we got to take risks, amen. And even doing things for the kingdom of God, you got to take a risk. Or you will not survive, church. Peter took a risk, amen, stepping out of that boat that day, amen. And though he sank, let me tell you, he learned. He learned, amen. And listen, the anointing followed Peter. It taught Peter. Come on. It took Peter. He, Peter took risks. R Peter was a risk taker. Come on, he, he did anything for the kingdom of God, even if it was risky, man. He, he, he did it. He took it. But those risks that Peter did in his life taught him in his life, amen, where it pre-preached a message and 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom of God, amen. They says in the Bible that the shadow, the very shadow, the very anointing that was on, on Peter, the very shadow of Peter's shadow will heal people. Talk about anointing. That was the anointing because he was a risk taker. If you want to experience the fulfillment of God and what he has in mind for you, you're going to have to, if you want to go deeper with God and root it with God, it's going to require risk and it's going to require courage. It's going to involve the understanding, listen church, of the hows and whys of your mistakes. Rather than sweeping them under the rug. Come on, we got great sweepers here, amen. Come on, we don't want to deal with anything back there. We don't want to deal with anything from our past. Anything, oh no, I'm, I'm sweeping her under that rug. <laughs> oh, and them too, hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, we're, we're great sweeping it under the rug. We don't want to deal with situations. We don't want to deal with our, our past. We don't want to look in, in the rearview mirror church.
If you want to take, let me tell you, I, I want you, listen, God wants you to take a good look in the rearview mirror today. He wants you to glance back and recall. Not that you remind you, not to bring hurt upon you. Listen, church, so that you can move forward. How many want to move forward? Go like this. Come on, how many have some things in that rearview mirror that says, you know what, I want to just move on. I don't want to live there back there. I don't want to be staring at it all day. Come on, some of us, man, we're, we're just staring all day. Oh, you go home. Ah. You know, you're, you're back there. Something reflected you. Something reminded you of your past. And you stay there all day, and you don't enjoy life. You don't enjoy your children. Hello. Hallelujah. You don't enjoy your spouse. You don't enjoy no one because you're stuck in that rear, rear mirror, and life just sucks. But I want you to look, amen. God wants you to look in the rear rear mirror. He wants you to glance back and recall so you can move forward. I believe that so many are pulled over, pulled over, parked. Come on, they're not driving. They're not trying to go forward. They're pulled over, parked, and they're just staying there. They're not fixing their hair. Come on, they're not looking at themselves, amen. They're looking at their past. Oh, there you are. They're just there. They're, they, they're not driving in life. They're not trying to go forward. They're stuck right here. They're stuck in that past. They're stuck in that problem. They're stuck with that, 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 that pain in their life. They're stuck there, and they're wondering how they can change it and fix it, but they can't go back there no more. Are you understanding me? I know that all you guys didn't even hear that on Facebook. Amen. Ay, ay, ay. Don't worry. I'm anointed. Hallelujah. It will not fly, no. <laughs> Are you getting me? Come on, some of us were so stuck right there. We're not driving forward, amen. We're not stuck in this, amen. We're just living there. And others are just passing us by. Even your, 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 the ones that messed you up are passing you by. <laughs> you ever hear them laughing at you? Come on, they're free, amen, but you're stuck with their past. And they're, they're driving right by you. I remember one time I got pulled over, amen. That's all I heard is people laughing. Ah! I'm getting a ticket, amen. Hallelujah. People laugh, amen. They pass by you. Life passes by you, church, when you're pulled over. And then there's others that are just driving forward, and they won't even look in their mirror. That's the problem, too. Right? Because you got to glance every once in a while in order to make a lane change, Right? In order to do things, amen, you're going to have to glance. And some people don't even glance. I forget them. <sighs> we don't even care about the past. We, we like forget. You're just so bitter. Then you grow, and you're wondering why you become a bitter old man. <sighs> Here they come again. <sighs> Life. <sighs> you're locked in your, your house, amen. You don't even let no one come in. You order everything online now. You're Amazon's best customer because <laughs> you don't want to deal with nobody. Hasn't the world got like that? No one's personal. They don't even say hello. They just drop it off. <laughs> even the people delivering stuff are not personal. There's no personal. There's no contact no more. That's how society has put us with this lockdown and mask and all this other stuff that took place these last couple of years. There's others that are just driving forward, not dealing with anything in that rear rear mirror. Not willing to learn. I'm right, they're wrong, that's it. Forget them. Oh, some of you guys said, yeah. You guys are agreeing with me, yeah, I know. Come on, I'm, I'm, come on. All of us deal with that. But God has told me, you gotta look in that mirror, son. You need to deal with that. Otherwise, you're not going to go forward. You're going to go forward for some time, and you're going to get a flat tire. Something's going to happen, and boom, they're going to be right in front of you again. Not their rear rear mirror. They're going to be right there, and you're going to have to deal with it. Amen. I believe mistakes are due for one of three of these reasons. I'm going to give you three reasons to close this off. Amen. Mistake number one. You don't plan ahead. 
You don't plan ahead. Life hits us from all sides. Come on, somebody say amen. And we get hit unexpected. Come on. We don't, we don't get a telegram. Tomorrow you're going to get hit. Wouldn't that be nice if we got an advance tomorrow? <laughs> right? Wouldn't it be nice, amen, you got, you got to notice before it actually happened that you can prepare yourself a little bit? But we're, these things don't happen. They hit us unexpectedly. Sometimes we make decisions, listen, on a spur of a moment. We move on feeling and emotion, listen, without counting the cost. We neglect times uh, of taking time to consider the consequences of our choices, which causes us to make mistakes. We don't plan ahead, and we move on the moment. Proverbs 13, 16 says this, Wise people think before they act. Fools don't. They even brag about their foolishness. Some people think that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is a spontaneous thing that just happens. It comes without warning, amen. But the Bible reveals it as different. Did Noah suddenly hear the call of God to build the ark while he was standing in the rain under an umbrella? Come on, uh, was Jesus surprised about the cross? Were you surprised by the storms and trials and battles that hit your life when you got saved? The answer to all these are no. Jesus knew what was ahead. He planned what was ahead. Noah planned before the rain came. He knew. He planned ahead, church. We know as we get saved, trials and storms and battles come our way. Come on. We, we, we're not exempt from that. We know. Why are we going through a trial? We learn that, you know what? When you get saved, you get trials. You get storms. You get battles. Come on. God plans ahead. And those who walk with God and operate in the spirit of this anointing will do the same. Things just don't happen, church. Things happen for a reason. Think about it. Come on, think about it. Plan. Don't just move on feeling. Don't just move on emotion. Consider the cost. The thing I'm about to do right now, the thing I'm about to say right now, what is it going to cost me? See, if we simply did that, it would save a lot of arguments. A lot of mistakes. Come on, somebody. Agree with me. Mistake number two. You don't listen to others. Tell your neighbor, you don't listen. Come on, we don't listen at times. Come on, somebody say Amen. Come on, we tell you, I tell you, someone else tells you, and you still don't listen. You already have your mind. You're right there, right when they're telling you, you got to do this and this, and your mind says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that. Uh-uh. I'm going to do it my way. Come on. Come on, you're right there, and you're like, you're saying, okay, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> like this is going like this, but your spirit is going, uh-uh. no, I'm not going to do that. That's all of us, right? Come on. Why do we close out the counsel of those nearest and dearest to us? Why do we cover our ears when the people who love us give us advice? Why do we resist the wise input for those who deeply care about us? Proverbs chapter 12, 15 says this, Fools think their way is right, but wise listen to others. Another translation says this, A wise man or a woman listen to advice, but a fool thinks he's always right. There is really one answer why people don't listen. Whether we care to admit it or not, it's pride. It's pride. Come on. Pride, as Solomon made it very clear, always precedes with a fall. Come on, the message Bible puts it like this in Proverbs 16, 18. Pride first, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Come on. Has your pride got in your way from going forward? Has your pride caused you to look in that rear room mirror and say, I'm right, they're wrong back there? Come on. 
The pride does not want to listen. The pride does not want to take advice. The pride doesn't want to do it. No, no, no. Whatever you're saying, it sounds good, but no, I already have my mind read. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Thank you, baby. <laughs> you know. And that's going to bring our pom pom. That's my cheerleader right there. <laughs> Come on, that's God's word. We read God's word, and sometimes we don't want to read God's word because it speaks to us, and it's all about it. He goes, oh, first the pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder. Oh, that's me. We don't want to accept it, amen. We don't like what's in the word of God at times. Come on, somebody. How many know that his word's always right? Love those. Love those, those that hate you. Love your enemies. Forgive those that hurt you. Forget that. Right? We, it's pride. <laughs> it's pride, church. Pride is one of those things, amen. Come on, because we all, listen, we all have it in different levels. And we say we're not stubborn, but hello, you are. <laughs> I'm the first to admit, you know, I'm right. No, that's not what I said. My wife can testify to that, amen. Because that's not what you said. Yes, no, I, I know what I said. I didn't say that. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. And we go back and forth, and I learned to finally say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> now I have to think back. I got to go back there. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Come on, pull out the rear view mirror. Look in the rear view mirror at times, church. Because some of the things that are causing us from not going forward is the things ourselves that we're trapped by in that light, in that river mirror. It's you. You don't allow you to go forward. You're stuck with your you back there. Mistakes that I made, and you're, you're mad about yourself and the choices you made, and look where I'm mad, and you're stuck at that person. You're looking at that little girl, that little boy. It's your fault. It's your fault why I'm here. Your fault why I'm not happy. It's your fault. And then we start looking. And, and, and listen, you don't forgive yourself. And sometimes you got to start with you in order for you to go forward. If Jesus forgave you, you can forgive yourself. Don't let that hold you as a hostage back there. Don't let those mistakes of the past define you in your present and your future. Forgive you. Forgive that little girl, that dumb boy that made a mistake, and move forward, church. I'm getting hot. <laughs> Are you hot? No. Yeah. You got another air conditioning over there. You can turn it lower if you want. Hallelujah. Come on. Mistake number three. You throw in the towel. Come on. The worst mistakes in your life is when you throw in the towel. When you call it quits. When you're saying, that's it, no more. That's all, folks. I'm done. I'm out of here. Forget this. It's not working for me. I quit. You ever felt like that? I feel like that every Monday, hallelujah. <laughs> and I get right on Tuesday, hallelujah. And I come back on Wednesday. <laughs> but don't, don't, you, don't you feel like that, amen? You just felt, forget, it's not worth it. I, I'm tired of fighting for this marriage. I'm tired of fighting for my spouse. I, I'm tired of, of just going and inputting and giving them advice and, and ministering to people and all this stuff. And all they do is hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. I'm done. I'm just expressing how I feel. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hello. You ever felt like that? And then, especially you quit on the things that matter the most, like your marriage, your family, your ministry. See, Paul struggled. Paul went through the struggle. The great apostle Paul struggled through this, and he, he talked about it openly, and he talked about his problems, amen, his persecutions, his frustrations, amen, unsuccessful trips, apparent failures in his life. 
Paul devoted himself to testify to the Jews. Come on, that Jesus was Christ, amen. He wanted to go to his fellow people, amen, and say, you know what? He is Lord. He is risen. He wanted to minister to them, and he was doing what God told him to do. And through the course of his ministry, there was no standing ovation. There was no pat on the back. There was like, hey, Paul, we got you, man. There was none of that. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. He felt the resistance and the opposition. In Acts chapter 18, verse 6, it says this, But when they opposed and insulted him, Paul shook the dust from his clothes and says, You know what? The blood is upon you guys. I'm innocent. From now on, I'm going to go preach to the homeboys. I'm done with you. I'm going to go to another neighborhood. I'm going to go get the Gentiles. Forget you, Jews. That's what he was basically saying. I'm done with you. And right here, it looks like to me that Paul had had enough of the Jews. He was kicking dirt and saying, you know what? I can't do nothing right. Amen. Why, God? Why did you give me this assignment of this ministry to these people? He was ready to throw in the towel. Say, you know what? Forget this race. I'm going to go reach the Gentiles. You ever felt like that? Forget my family. They can go to, ah, you know, warm water, hallelujah. Come on. Forget that coworker. Forget that, that person. And God is impressing minister, minister. No, no, forget them. But in Acts chapter 18, verse 9 to 11, it says this. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, don't be afraid. Tell yourself, don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there for a year and a half teaching the word of God. Right when he was going to throw in the towel, right when he says, forget these Jews, amen, I'm jamming, I'm going to preach to the Gentiles, the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing of the Holy Spirit speaks to him, he hears the Spirit of God speaks to him, Paul listens, amen, and he learns, and he gets a fresh supply of staying power. And he taught them the Word of God, and he did not quit. Time after time, Paul points out the work of the Holy Spirit in his life as a source of his ability, listen church, to endure. Just when he was ready to throw in the towel, the Spirit gave him a glimpse of God's intentions for his life. I want you to tell your neighbor, don't throw in the towel. Come on. Tell yourself, keep going. Go like that. Go like this. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> You got to keep going, church. I got to remind myself, keep going. Times when I'm going to throw in the towel, times when I'm just frustrated with things in the ministry. And there's times where in the, my early stages in life, amen, when I came to the city, me and my wife, and I'm pouring out my heart. I'm ministering to people. And, man, they're not getting it. And I'm getting frustrated. And I'm saying, God, they don't get it. Why did you bring me to the city? I told you, Hawaii. I wanted to go to Hawaii, not Vegas. Hallelujah. I'd rather preach in the shorts on the shores. On the shores. <laughs> in my shorts. In my shorts. <laughs> Come on, baptizing people in the Pacific Ocean or is it Pacific or Atlantic? What is it? Pacific. I don't even know. Amen. See, I'm, all, I'm stuck over there. Amen. I've got to be over here in Vegas. But no, there was times in my ministry. I'm, being, I'm just being transparent. I got frustrated. I, I, I knew I understood with Paul what he felt. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going back home. I want to just, you know what? Charlie. You, all of you can go too. Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go to Hawaii. Let's start a church over there. You know what? I'd rather start a church in Bora Bora. Man, it's beautiful there. Ooh, I want to go there. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm looking at the Bora Bora one day, one day, just to visit. Don't worry, guys, I'm not going. Unless the Lord says, Bora, Bora, then I'm gone. <laughs> but I, I understand what Paul felt. 
Uh, you Google Bora Bora, man. You're going to understand what I'm talking about. But we go through seasons in our life, church. We go through these things in our life and we make these mistakes. Amen. We make these mistakes, and we don't listen to others. We move on emotion, and we, we throw in the towel. We want to quit. And man, there's so many things right there. God has something for you. God has something in store for you. God was moving your life. You're going through a season, and then you quit, and then, then boom, it's gone. It was right around the corner. It was just right there. It was coming next week. It was coming next Sunday. You're going to get your, your breakthrough, and you quit on Tuesday. And then when you leave God, let me tell you, it's so hard to come back. Come on, guys. Oh, you don't want to even step in this church if you've been gone a long time. You're like, oh, man, what are they going to? Then, the, then you're looking at the river mirrors and all this stuff. And then, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then the devil got you again. He starts throwing things in your past again. You start reflecting back there. I ain't going back there. They're going to, they're going to do this. They're going to make... Then you start talking to yourself. You're not, you're not even looking at her. You're just talking to yourself. They don't like you. I know they don't like me. And you still feel so weird and, and you feel so out of place because you forfeited a blessing already. And you get back into that place where God wants you. It's, it's work. You got to work at it again. You got to get back in there. Bring your confidence back and, and just get back in there and just flow and just hug people, love people. You know, the, the easy thing for me that what God gave me, and when I went through that season, listen, when I went through that season as a pastor, I remember the words of my pastor, just love people, Art. Just love people. And I started loving people again. And the anointing came back. It's easy to love than to hate. For me, for you guys, some of you guys, I rather hate. <laughs> love is work, but but work, love brings breakthrough. Love brings deliverance. Come on, these are the three things that that remain, and love is one of them, right? The greatest love was the faith, hope, and love. These are the greatest things. And love, once you get love inside of you and the love of God inside of you, and you start just loving people no matter what they say. You know what? I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that you're, that you're not human and, and you can take this. No, I've been dumped on and spoken about, and, and I can smile on my face. And I say, you know what? I got the love of Jesus. That's all I need. Amen. His love sustains me, and his anointing empowers me to be better. Ain't we supposed to be better? Otherwise, we become like them. Become bitter, yeah? Not better, but bitter. Let's just become better. And it's just love. When I come hug you and I say I love you, I really do mean it. It's not just a saying for pastors. You got to say love you to five people at least every service. Love you, love you. I, okay, I got one more. Where are you? Love you. Got it. I'm done. I'm done for the day. No, I just, I, I keep loving. I can sincerely tell you I love all you guys. This is a good reason to say I love you back, Pastor. <laughs> okay, I feel the love. And some of you guys, I, I got to pay you $5, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to close today. And I'm here to let you know that your life, say my life, your life matters. You matter. Let me tell you, if you left, you matter. We miss you. Truly. Devil can tell you whatever he wants to tell you, but we love you. Amen. We must get rooted. Somebody say, rooted. We need the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He has to be the source in your life to give you the ability, listen, church, to endure. If you have shortcomings, you fall short, then you got to ask the Holy Spirit, empower me. Help me to endure. Let me not move by the spur of the moment. Let me not move by emotion. Let me move by the spirit. And learn from the mistakes that are back there. Can you see some of your back there's? Come on. All those back there's, all your rear mirrors, you've got to learn from the mistakes that are back there. 
Right here, Charlie, not me. I'm not a mistake right here. Right. <laughs> you got to learn right there. You got to learn from those things in the past. You know those things. We don't see them, but you see them. You see those hurts. You see those things back here. Maria, look. Okay, there you go. <laughs> see, some of us want to look, amen. Learn from those mistakes that are back there in the rear mirror, church. Start planning ahead. Let others help you. Listen to them. And stop saying, I throw in the towel. And say, you know what?